Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. We enter into the 4th of July weekend, and on Saturdays, sometimes we like to talk about things that are in the news, current events, and how they impact us as believers. And uh, this week will be no exception to that rule. There's a lot going on, a lot went on this past week and in this coming week relating to the topic of freedom. And our country, our country, of course, this 4th of July weekend, what is America about? Well, I think we got to say that we're about freedom and liberty. And I'd like to talk about this just for a moment, and then I'm going to comment on some of these major cases that came down from the Supreme Court this week, and like I said, some a major thing next week relating to freedom. Glad to have you along. Let's get going on some of this stuff. What What is freedom? Is it a Christian virtue? Is it humanistic? Now, there is a humanistic, a secular freedom that just wants to say, I can do whatever I want, and I want to cast off the shackles of God, we're told. I want to cast off God telling me what to do. I'm free to be my own person. Well, that's not what we're talking about. There's another way of seeing freedom. Freedom is to do that which is right, the freedom to have the the, the, the ability to do the right thing. Now, God does give us freedom. And God does not make us, God does not make you worship him. But there are consequences to making wrong choices. This is how the Christian faith is understood. God gives human beings freedom of worship. But when they worship, if they do wrong, there's a consequence. And some will say, well, that's not freedom. Well, yes, it is. It, it, you're not free to do the wrong thing. God never gives you the right to do the wrong thing. He gives you the ability. But if you do the wrong thing, there's a consequence. And indeed, in our world today, this is important to remember, and it's always important to remember. There are consequences to poor decisions. Let's look at what the Bible says about freedom and how it could relate to us. In 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's liberty, there's freedom. We don't believe in a legalistic, uh, we, to, to reach God, to know God, is not through a legalistic religion or even a state religion, but it's through faith in Jesus Christ. And when we come to know Jesus Christ, our spirit, our life begins to ex- become what it was meant and intended to be as by our creator God. You see, the Bible says that what many people think of as freedom is actually slavery. Jesus said, if you commit sin, you become the slave of sin. And then he says in John 8, 32, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you can, he said, verse 31, if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, free from what? Free from slavery to sin free from the tyranny of the evil one. And indeed, this this is a prerequisite to political and economic freedom is to have a spiritual freedom where people don't have the spirit of the Lord freedom and they don't know God's freedom and they don't walk in the truth and have that freedom from Jesus. Well, lots of times the political or economic freedom they have is used to enslave them spiritually. 
They use their money or they use their their freedom to, to do things to give themselves over to debauchery, to sin, to depravity, to things that destroy. And so it's important we understand in our nation and this weekend as we'll be, or this week as we'll be celebrating our freedom, that we see it from God's perspective. Freedom is not the ability to do whatever you want. It's the freedom to do what is right. And if you're enslaved to sin, you don't have that freedom. And so Jesus Christ brings us that. The Spirit of God brings us that. And we rejoice in the truth of God. And we want to be advancing the truth of God so people experience not the freedom of the flesh, but the freedom to love, the freedom to do good, the freedom to be righteous, the power that comes from the Spirit of God and the truth of God that we receive through Jesus Christ. Amen? In Psalms, it talks about, there's something about government. And in the government, uh, this is an important verse, Psalm 125, verse 3, the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land of the righteous so so that the righteous will not put forth their hands to do wrong. This is an important verse, is it not? That when the scepter of wickedness or the rulers are wicked, then there is pressure upon the righteous to have to do what's wrong. And we've experienced this a lot in our country and, 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 and other countries even far, far more. We see it in the Old Testament, you know, the Babylon, they tried to make it, you know, uh, images, evil images, idols, and force the people to bow down before them. There have been attempts to force the, the righteous to do evil, to do wickedness. And in our country with freedom, we hope not to have that. Now, it's, I know people come onto this uh, live stream from other countries, and you have you experience a lot of pressure that we don't, but our pressure has been increasing upon us. Where there is freedom, we should have the ability to worship God. And when tyranny comes from the wicked, there can be pressure to do things that are wrong. There's a big Supreme Court, Supreme Court case about this came down just this week out in Colorado where I don't know what's wrong with those folks out there. It just seems like they're always trying to find the Christians and pressure them to do wrong. We had this case for several times, twice now, it went up to the courts where uh, Jack Phillips and Master Cake uh, Baker was being, you know, people wanted him to make these beautiful cakes he makes. He's an artist who makes cakes you eat, but to do wicked themes, things that would violate his religious beliefs and conscience. Well, he wanted the Supreme Court in very narrow cases, but it, it because they were so narrow, the law was uh, other they, others kept pressuring, and finally we had a big victory yesterday, because the Supreme Court ruled that a woman who makes websites did not have to make a website for those who were going to have a same-sex marriage. Now it's important we understand this because there's going to be a lot of false information, false. Uh, disinformation about her. She wasn't saying, I won't serve people who, uh, based on your sexual orientation. And that, you know, and, and that's, this is what it says is there's supposed to be laws. You can't discriminate based on race. Okay. We're fine with that. Although we believe there's only one race, the human race, but based on skin color or ethnicity, we're fine with that. But what we don't believe is that a person is born with a, a sexual orientation that is not changeable. We don't believe that. 
And when someone comes in and they want to force you to to do a business decision to make you do what you feel is morally, ethically sinful, well, that's that's the wicked making the righteous do what's wrong. And to make this person have to uh, create a, a website for people who are involved in same-sex weddings, she's not saying I won't make a website if you're a homosexual, but I won't promote and I won't take my artistic skills to do something that's that is sinful and immoral. And it had to go all the way to the Supreme Court for her to be justified, for her to get that freedom. But that was a big victory because people have people of faith, Christian people, people of the Christian faith who have the biblical standards have been targeted around the country to have to take part in these uh, same-sex weddings. It's not enough that they can do them. They're required. They're saying, you must celebrate. You must agree. You must be a part of this. And indeed, the Supreme Court ruled no. And it's hard to believe that any justice would have ruled. It was a 6-3 decision. It's hard to believe that anyone could have ruled uh, against this woman. And dare I say, let's face the facts, folks. Had Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump in 2016, that Supreme Court decision would have been different. And the Supreme Court would have said yes as Christians if you have a business and you're asked to do something you morally disagree with, you got to do it. You got to do it. And it doesn't matter your religious convictions. You're going to get in line. And that would have been a terrible blow to religious freedom, which is enshrined in our First Amendment. The freedom, not, not just the freedom to worship. This is what they've changed it to. You see, some of the people on the, the, on the political left, they're changing the First Amendment to say, they're trying to say, we have the freedom to worship. Now, the Scripture says we are, excuse me, the Constitution says we have the freedom of religion. There's a difference here. Because when saying you have freedom of worship, they're just trying to say what you do on Sunday morning in the church. We're saying our religion relates to all of life. There's a big difference here. Don't let anyone say you have the freedom to worship. It's bigger than that. It's the freedom of religion for all of your life. This was an important victory in the Supreme Court this week. There's a second one, I think an important victory, that had to do with college admissions. And college admissions based on should someone get in based on past discrimination from years past, or it should be based on merit. What we've had in America is because of past discrimination, there's been what's known as affirmative action, trying to give preferences to people who have been discriminated, primarily people of color, because they uh, saying they've, they've been left behind and they need to be given this opportunity in college to catch up. And the Supreme Court basically ruled that, well, yeah, but what that means is people who are more qualified and who've passed tests and are better prepared for this college have, they're excluded. And they've said it's time now to just level the playing field and say, nope, the, 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 the people, excuse me, the people who have the best merit are now get the college admissions. But I'd like to suggest if people are really concerned about those being left behind and, and discrimination, the biggest place we need to make a difference is not in college admissions, but in K through 12 admissions. By the time, I, I mean, the, the people who are the, the people of color who are being left behind aren't really being left behind because they don't get in college. The ones who are being left behind are the ones who fail high school. 
the ones who don't have a who their schools are so terrible they don't they're way behind by the time they're even before they would enter college and they can't get into college because they failed high school and this is where we talk about school choice and this is where we hope our supreme court will one day give the freedom of education to choose where you'll go to school this shouldn't just be for rich people Rich people can send their kids to school or people who sacrifice dramatically, but so many people ha- are required to go to the government schools and, the, and there's a lot of money being paid for this and often they're, they're, they're not getting educated. And so those, if, if you hear someone saying that, boy, this is unfair what's being done, the Supreme Court ruling, they can't get into the elite colleges, uh, even though their scores didn't qualify, they can't get in there because of discrimination. No, what they're saying now is just the opposite. No discrimination, one way or the other. The most qualified get in, the most qualified get the job. But if you really want to help people be in favor of school choice, that's what will make the difference. And I might add, Christians, listen, this is how we can get our country back. We're turning out millions of young people every single year who've been indoctrinated in secular thinking. And if we, hope to, if we hope to somehow get our country back, there's got to be the opportunity for them to get an edu- the K through 12, to get an education that is honoring to God. Well, there's two things I do want to mention quickly where there weren't the breakthroughs of freedom, and that's one is the school debt issue. And uh, if you know a little history on this, because of the COVID and the, the problems and the unemployment and the economy issues that went to that, uh, school paying back school debts, college debts, was suspended for a period of time. Well, Joe Biden wanted to add and say, "Well, you don't have to pay it at all. If you're, uh, you know, if it's up to ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars, depending on how much money you make, you don't have to pay it at all." It was really a four hundred billion dollars, four hundred billion dollars giveaway to, uh, to to those who had gotten gone gotten college debt, incurred college debt, and didn't didn't want to, uh, you know, he just said, you don't have to pay it back. Well, the Supreme Court ruled that's illegal. Why? Well, because that's how our government works. The, the, the Congress has to make decisions about the spending of money. The president can't just willy-nilly forgive $400 billion of people's debt. That's just not how it works, and the Supreme Court ruled on that. And again, how shocking that any justice would rule differently. But this is an important thing that we ought to understand about debt. The Bible says the borrower becomes the lender's slave. This is, this is a good time as we think about all these people say, I've got all this debt. And some people have like tens of thousands of dollars of debt in a worthless degree that they say, well, I learned something. No, they got indoctrinated and in something and now can't get a job. Now, let's see it. Let's be honest. There are some jobs out there, good, good jobs, very productive jobs that require college education. But there's a lot of people spending a lot of money getting indoctrinated in political ideology, and they come out and there's no jobs available. There's no jobs available for these things. And, they, and they're, they're finding themselves with a minimum wage job somewhere, and they are stuck. Don't you be, don't you do that. That's not smart. If you're going to go to college, you ought to be smart enough to, to figure this out and to realize that if you borrow money, you got to pay it back. In Psalm 37, it says, the wicked borrow and do not pay back. And so I tell you, friend, the wicked borrow and don't pay back. If you have debt, you should pay it back. It's, it's wickedness not to. 
it now now your lender can't forgive your debt that you know and and you can beg mercy if you're in trouble and and have uh, need help you can ask for that but to to just simply say i'm not going to do it or to just wave a wand and say you don't have to pay back what was you can't do that that's not honorable that's not good that's not right and to have the idea that you can is the utmost of entitlement and so you and i be careful about debt don't get don't get into debt don't again i'd say in this college debt there are some jobs that you know you're going to make a whole lot of money coming out and there's a way and a plan to pay it back that's one thing but know what you're doing before you sign away before you say you're going to do something don't be stupid okay a lot of these people they're going to college and they're they're not it, it's they've made terrible financial decisions and they just say let me out of it sorry that's not how it works there's a tough lesson to learn here and the supreme court has said you got to learn it well there's one last thing i want to share here about freedom and that is a movie coming out next week called the sound of freedom i saw this movie a few weeks ago when i was down at the national religious broadcasters in orlando it's a good movie it's a good movie it's very moving it's an important movie it's a moving movie it, it is a, a, a shocking movie to talk about this area of child trafficking. It's hard to believe that there are actually people out there, people out there who steal children. That's right. A lot of them. A lot more than you and I would like to admit or understand or believe is really even possible. Stealing children. How Could, could you imagine stealing a child? It's happening at our border. It's happening in other countries, and it's happening right here in America. And I'll tell you something, when we talk about, you know, we throw out things like the freedom of slavery. We just had Juneteenth recently celebrating the, the freedom of slaves. And well, my friends, understand something. There's a lot of slaves still in the world today. Some people say more than ever before. A lot of them are children. A lot of them are caught in human trafficking and sex trafficking. This movie is a, uh, the movie Sound of Freedom will be in the theaters this coming week, uh, put out by Angel Studios, the same studios that put out The Chosen and some other great films. Um, I will tell you this, it's moving, it's shocking, it's disturbing, it's important to watch. There is no nudity in this, this, and I'm trying to remember if there was any even foul language, there might have been, I can't remember any. It was not like so many movies today. It deals with a very, very difficult subject in a very tasteful way, in a way that you're not going to be embarrassed to go and watch. Okay, let me encourage you. We, we've, you know, this summer we've just come out of Pride Month, and some country, companies were boycotted for their uh, embracing and promoting of the Pride themes, especially to children. Let me tell you, I'm all for that. Use your money. Use your money to not only not use it to support companies you don't agree with, but use it to support those that you do. And I just believe that when people do something good, they're trying to make a, a change in our world, they're making it for good, let's support them even with our finances and our prayers. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for freedom. And in our nation today, we're grateful for the freedoms we have. We bless you. We pray that we would see freedom as the gift of God to be used 
in the to walk in the spirit. We have the freedom to walk in victory. We have the freedom to walk in the truth. The truth sets us free. And some people, Lord, they're crying freedom today. They're and and they they think they're free when they've only become the slaves of sin. I pray, Father, in our land, the gospel would go forth and throughout the world, and people would find the freedom, the real important freedom, the freedom of sin. And I pray that our government and our culture would also uh, encourage what's good and right and true and the freedom that there would not be power uh, of wickedness put upon the righteous to have to do evil. We thank you for this victory in the uh, uh, Supreme Court for religious freedom. We thank you, Lord, for the, the uh, uh, we, we just think of those who've gotten in terrible debt. And Lord, they've made bad decisions, and we want to have compassion on them, and we do, but we pray that rather as a nation, Lord, and, and we think of their debt, and our nation's in terrible debt. And I pray, Father, this idea that we can spend money we don't have, and we have, would have no way of ever paying back, it's, it's not righteous, it's wicked, and there will be a consequence on them and upon us as a nation. I pray, Father, help us to be more honorable with our use of money. We pray for this film coming out. We pray, Lord, it would light a fire in our nation. It would awaken our eyes to this terrible sin of child theft and and, uh, child trafficking, human trafficking, and would even awaken our government and our people to stand against it and to stop this terrible evil. We bless you today, and we love you now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Went a little bit long today talking about some of these current events. I hope you found it helpful and, and, and enlightening to you. These are important things, folks. This does relate directly to our Christian faith. Don't think for a moment it doesn't. Let's not, let, let's not be so pious that as Christians we're not salt and light and bringing the life of Jesus into every aspect of culture, every, our entertainment, our movies, our economy, our government, every aspect. We want the ways of God the ways of our Lord Jesus Christ to reign supreme. Do we not? Amen. So thanks for joining us. If you're new, I hope you'll join us every day because we're here every day at 8.30 a.m. live to pray and to seek God and to hear from His Word. And you can join us, and I hope you will. If you're here every day, I thank you for joining us and for allowing me to have that opportunity to, to, to give some uh, insight and wisdom and guidance in your life as well. God bless you. I love you. We'll Have a great weekend today. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.